What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. What's happening? This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Welcome in. New Year. Same old game. What's happening, Bolt? Same old game. Making chippers. Money maker. Yeah. Bolt, money maker, Brady. Yeah, it was a good little holiday run. Um, how was your holiday season? Uh, fantastic. The uh, Some of the listeners um, took me up on the offer with the free picks. And uh, I think we started right before Christmas, um, two or three days before Christmas. We had touched on that a little bit. Anyway, ended up um, winning 64% of the games, 14 and 8, up 12 units. Mm-hmm. So what does 12 units mean? Well, if you put 100 on a game, you'd be up 1,200. And if you put 1,000 on a game, you'd be up 12,000 after this little run. Yeah, good little run. And I was looking at the season here. The um, 39 and 27 overall, 59%. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Try to get to the big six zero. The that's the that's the mark. That's the unreal mark. Um, I think the last four weeks we're on a little eleven and two run here. Yep, and that's eighty seven percent. That'll do. <laughs> Cashing on that core, dad, in the T hour. <laughs> so no, you know what? Um, on that topic, actually, uh, someone that was getting the free picks asked if we uh, if we take tips, if we have Venmo. And I just shot back and I said, appreciate the offer, but you know, if we if you like what we're doing here for you, winning you a little money or a little entertainment, just please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify does it now too. So tips aren't necessary, but uh love the reviews. That really helps our, our program here. Mm-hmm. So how was bowl season? Did you get to uh settle in and watch a lot of them? You know, um this was the least active I've ever been on bowl games. Um I think, uh, you know, I flirted around with a few of them. Like, we gave out the Georgia, right, the the teaser with Pittsburgh last week. Um, I like Georgia. That was kind of last minute. I was looking at that. I'm like seven and a half. They're going to boat race these guys. Um, but I guess it was just due to all the cancellations and stuff. I wasn't really keeping up with who was playing who. I mean, people were driving from Arizona to Texas to play bowl games. It wasn't. Now, I, you know, to answer your question, I wasn't into the bowl season nearly as much as I normally am. Yeah, some of the cancellations were disappointing because that didn't even happen as much last year. And uh, I think like UCLA didn't tell them until three hours before. Right. Which that was a little too close to the vest. That, that ruined that one. I mean, can you imagine being the, well, on UCLA or the opponent, you're like, all right. Well, yeah, give us a heads up. We can replace you guys and have someone else maybe swap in. Yeah, that's just, I mean, I can't even imagine. The guys are all getting ready for the game. The what, I don't know who they're playing, but they flew into L.A. and then all of a sudden, hey, guys, we're not playing. I mean, that sucks. Hopefully they gave them some chips and said, all right, guys, I know this sucks. Go hit L.A. tonight and have a decent time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the two Big playoff ones were were disappointed in terms of competitive standpoint. Wow. Well, you know, like that's when I talk, I text you afterwards and I go, shocker, Alabama versus Georgia in the championship. Yeah, I mean, you want to change the narrative? It's like, nope, we're just going to feed right back into this SEC domination thing. <laughs> well, what can you do? I saw they've had this playoff system for eight years now, and Nick Saban and the Roll Tiders 
have been in the championship game six out of eight years now. Mm-hmm. We like to call that peer domination. Yeah, I mean, even if you expand it, I get, you know, you're going to create this format of uh, more better game, you know, better games, more money's coming in because some of these guys won't opt out, I guess, if it's a playoff game, which is a problem in itself. But the guys that are missing it, you know, they're pretty big names. Like Ohio State had a boatload of dudes out, which was a great game, the Rose Bowl. Yes, that was cool. But, you know, I remember when Christian McCaffrey opted out. And, I mean, it's tough. Like, you know, I I remember I read that uh, RG3, like, he didn't opt out because I don't think his – I don't think Baylor had won a bowl game in, like, 19 years or whatever. Um, And, you know, they do have those insurance policies, right? I don't know how high those go. Lloyds of London. Right. I mean – um, I don't know if those go up to like ten million or whatever, and that'd always be an option. But yeah, it sucks. But then, I mean, you can't really knock them, right? I mean, they get hurt. There's their you know livelihood, and they only really have you know if they're lucky ten years in the NFL anyway. Yeah, I think um, some of those ESPN you know college game day guys were going off on it because they're like you know a lot of these competitive spirits is out the door if these guys aren't going to sign up and play in these games. Like, we used to be juiced to play in those games. Yeah, you know what? That What would be uh, kind of neat is if someone did a study to let those guys know, like, hey, this is how rare it is, you know? Yep. One guy out of 10,000. Uh, but then it did. It happened to, like, the, the old Miss QB. Got, uh, he took a pretty big injury. Yeah, what was it? Like, it like wasn't an, an ACL, though, right? No, but I mean that that changed the outcome of that game, and then he's banged up. And then they mentioned um, the old tight end from Michigan, last name was Butt. Yeah, he got he got injured, and the career was derailed. So I mean, it does happen. It's just it takes away from from the schools and and the big games. Yeah, I mean, everyone gets over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, no one talks about Christian anymore. But on the on the big playoff ones, it's <laughs> like. They're not going to look at a school like Cincy again, you wouldn't think, because they let someone in, and and they get spanked. But it's like, all right, well, then look at Michigan. It's like they lost by more (laughs) to Georgia. than So you can take out the Big Ten? Right. Right. Good call. But Cincy did not belong in that game. Well, who does with those guys? I mean, I I say it all the time, and every time I watch them, I get the same feeling. I don't look at the skilled uh, position players like the quarterback and the receiver and those guys as looking different than the rest of college, but holy cow, they're linemen. The offensive and defensive linemen look like they're from a different planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, they, they just look like professionals already. You know, they're not like, they don't have, I mean, they don't have like the big, fat, soft belly or like the arms that are a little soft. Like, there's muscle there. They just look different. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the dudes even says, like, it's just, it's body type. Is different than the SEC with these guys in the for the in the linemen yeah. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but you know the skill of position guys. I'm like you know Pac-12, you know Big Ten, whatever. I don't think it's that much of a difference. But the linemen, holy cow! Yes, there's a huge difference. It was coming through. Let me give you the one arm toss here. <laughs> the Bruce Smither back in the day. <laughs> that guy was legit. Just the one arm get off me. My boy Tony Bissell um, stabilized him though, neutralized him. Yeah. When they went up against each other in the playoffs, everyone was hyping him. Mm-hmm. And Tone goes, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the NFLer, we're, uh, we're coming into the last week here. Yep. 
Um, and it's an extra week, which kind of leads me to a real quick side note. The, they keep typing up these guys like records, like um, Cooper Cup. Right. And he even downplayed it because he's like, look, you know, I just played the same amount of games that most of these guys played that these records were talking about. So you're giving me another week. It, it's kind of, these should be new records. Yes, absolutely they should. Um, there was a few few records broken um this weekend, though, um, like team records. Did you see last night? Big TJ Watt set the Steelers record for sacks. Yeah, I think he's only one one full sack back of uh, Strahan now, too, for the season. Oh, I thought it was two. Is it only one? Wow. TJ, are you a game wrecker by chance? Yeah, when he oh. when he's in the lineup, oh, totally different. <laughs> he was pointing at <laughs> Baker. Because he was like, dude, I'm slightly in your dome right now. You can't even throw the ball over my head. <laughs> <laughs> and Strahan's watching going, dude, what? you got a rookie here. This guy's got four sacks against, and they weren't double-teaming him. <laughs> was that what he was saying? Let's pre- no, I'm just. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm sure he, they were saying it was a rookie blocking the guy by himself. He's right. like, let's protect my record a little better here. Um, whenever I think of Strahan, I mean, he's obviously, uh, he was very successful in football and he's extremely successful now on TV. And, um, I think it's very unique and great how he's like, dude, I'm not getting braces here. I'm just keeping this gap. Yeah. It's just part of him now. The gap in his teeth. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, there was another, um, uh, franchise sack. Record that was broken too for the big Chicago Bears. Um, there, actually, I'll see if you can. Who, whose record do you think was broken for the Chicago Bears? Who they used to have the sack lead, no longer. Richard Dent. Oh, good call. Do you know what number he was? Ninety-two. Ooh, close. Ninety-five. And what year did he do the the record? Eighty-six. Oh, close. One year before the Super Bowl, eighty-four. Mm. <laughs> um, so, and you know that game. How about how about the Giants are so bad that the Bears beat them twenty-nine to three. Wow. And I don't know if you saw how that game started. Strip sack. Okay, by our boy Quinn, who set the sack record. First play of the game. Mm-hmm. Then they punch her in seven-zero. Next series, here comes Big Glennon. Clues how this guy's in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, for this long. Throws the INT. Oh, and by the way, he's made $30 million in his career. Good gracious. <laughs> Throws the INT. Second series, they go up 14-0, and the rest is history. Good night. And that's good-looking football, too. Um, it's disgusting football. And I'm not sure who's worse right now, the Jags or the Giants. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's I, a toss-up. I loved how they thought they might get a little juice on that turnaround once Urban was out the door, and it's like they're just more lost. And that's probably you know the staff he put in place too isn't qualified for the Jags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I was thinking because Trevor Lawrence threw his first touchdown in five games. I'll repeat that one more time: his first touchdown throw in the last five games. Jeez. So you know people are like, oh, you know he was supposed to be the. The next big thing, and you're like, well, I mean, what if he changed places with Big Mac Jones? Yeah. I mean, if he was under Bill Belichick, the narrative would be a little bit different here. But it's not. And so that's why people like Big Eli Manning and stuff go, nope, not going to the Chargers. Not doing it. You can draft me. I'm not going. Yeah, it's not run well enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So big Archie Manning. That was probably the right play there. <laughs> play firm. <laughs> Archie, nice uh, nice advice to your son there. Yeah. I mean, you feel for those guys. It's just hopefully they do a little reset down there. But we they kept the GM, that bulky guy, which we saw kind of run the, the Niners under the ground with Harbaugh. They ruined that relationship at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You know, for some of the decisions he made, I, I would have maybe reboot the whole thing down there. Well, the Jags aren't making the playoffs, but we have uh, a few teams that have already buckled it in and are ready to rock. And one of them is in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers have already solidified the number one seed. Numero uno. So, you know, just in case not everyone knows out there, the reason why the number one seed is so important is because you get uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And typically the teams that go to the Super Bowl – usually have home field advantage throughout. Um, So that's going to be the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. But over in the AFC, things aren't solidified completely. But if the Titans beat the Big Texans, they've got the number one seed. Yep. Which KC kind of dropped the ball there in Cincy. Uh, They sure did. Up 28 to 14, I think, and then didn't do squat till the very end of that, that game. They were up um, 14 points at three different times during that game. And uh, I believe they only scored three points in the second half. Mm -hmm. Not going to cut it. The Bengals actually unique situation here. So uh, Bengals fans have a lot to to cheer for and look forward to in the future. So um, it's the first time ever that there's been a 4,000-yard passer um, in Big Burrow. Two wide receivers that got a thousand yards, and the running back got a thousand yards, and they're all under the age of twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the future looking bright in Big Cincinnati? Yeah, they're fun to watch right now, especially with this the new rules and stuff. You can't be touching the receivers as much. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a boatload of pi calls. I mean, Joe's got like four seventy-five yards this week. It's like he's right around five hundred. I mean, two in a row. Yeah, like nine hundred and seventy-eight yards in the last two weeks. Jeez, but Jamar he caught one there, kind of in the middle, where he just took off and blew everyone away. Mm-hmm. He showed off the speed on that play, and he was getting static for for his drops in preseason. He's how do you like me now? <laughs> yeah, most yards ever for a for a wide receiver rookie. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're legit. Well, you know what happened was um, they actually listened to Joe, which the Packers don't listen to Aaron. And they're like, hey, Joe, we're going to get you the lineman to help protect you in that knee. And he goes, nope, 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 nope. I'll be able to move just fine. Why don't you get me Jamar? <laughs> I want someone to throw to. Yeah. Right? And remember remember when I said uh, earlier this season that uh, the Green Bay Packers, their first-round draft choice the last nine years in a row has been on the defensive side of the ball. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, they don't look too shabby on offense, though, when you watch them. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. Big Aaron. MVP's probably looking pretty good for him. But, again, I was I watched that the uh, night game was the Vikings and, and Green Bay. And just the placement, I mean, where he kind of always throws the, the back of the corner's shoulder where they, they don't even ever turn their head around. Right. And it looks like Devontae's caught the thing before the guy even knows what's going on. <laughs> and the same thing on the deep ball. If they're kind of like running like a post kind of in, he throws it opposite side. So, you know, just his receiver kind of grabs it. No, I know. that. Yeah, he throws dimes. Now, listen, I always cap on the announcers when they go back shoulder throw. 
Aaron legitimately throws it to the back shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's like one of maybe two guys that I'm like, yeah, he's doing that purposely there. Um, he's a joker. I mean, I can't even remember the last time he's thrown an interception. It's been several weeks. I mean, it's only four on the season. Yeah. Wow, is that incredible. And again, once again, the guy's playing in six-degree weather. You know, just imagine if that guy, like, had his career in Atlanta or something in, in the Dome. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, so that's what makes this week a little interesting in terms of who needs the wins in terms of their seeding or, or placement in the playoffs. And it's like they already locked it up, and they're saying, you know, Green Bay, you know, he's like, I want the guys to play because we have the bye. So I don't want essentially three weeks off here. I want, want to get a little bit of work. And then Aaron's toes kind of dinged up, but you know they're playing the Lions. You know, I mean, how much are these guys going to play? So it's like that game's probably like not even worth touching. I would agree with that. So that's why I've picked out a few games that I do think are worth touching. Um, so first of all, I had to look at this line. I, I don't know. Do you have the lines there in front of you? Because some of them were off the board. Do they? Do you have the uh, the Vikings Bears line up there? Um, yeah. Let me see. Because I saw it at two and a half, and then it came off the board. Uh, it opened at six, and now it's at minus three. Okay, why is that? I mean, okay, because I saw Kirk Cousins is playing, um, and I know Thielen's obviously on the IR. If Jefferson's there, so here's the thing. You know, sometimes I give if so and so plays and stuff. I'm going to be rocking and rolling on that game if Kirk Cousins is playing and Jefferson. And I don't know if Dalvin's playing or not, but I've already said before, it doesn't matter. Alexander Madison, his backup is legit. If those three guys are playing, this is one of the best bets of the year. Okay, just like our Pittsburgh one was last week. (laughs) Um, In fact, on that topic with the the people that got the free Christmas picks, I was giving them bets like one to three units. Like, hey, put one unit on this, two units on that. and they were mostly one and two unit plays that I had in the Pittsburgh one. I gave to them, I said Saturday, I go, let's grab this before the line shifts because it was Pittsburgh plus the three and a half. And I go, throw five units on it. So basically like more than doubled up what I had been. And that happens when I when I see games that I like. And, you know, you saw that line actually flip flop minus three. So this is two and a half or three. Get serious. The Vikings are going to drill the Bears at home. Yeah, I mean, I guess people, you know, or the Vegas people are thinking, like, what are they playing for here? No one's in. But, you know, they still want to end their season well. Well, so here's the thing. And, and yes, that's factored in. Um, what people forget is all these guys are playing for their jobs still. And everything's on videotape. So they, they've got to play well. And then... Listen, you don't think Kirk Cousins is going to try? I mean, come on. You know, I mean, especially since he was out last game. Like, he's going to want to go out there. It, dude, this game's fantastic. I'm getting excited just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I think I was telling you the the backup for, for the Vikings was, was Mannion for the Sunday night game. And he was from Northern Cal, um, went up to Oregon State. And then his dad followed him. I don't know if you remember. I told mm-hmm. you that. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a high school coach. When he went up for college, just kind of be around him. He's like, I'm coming with you. Sweet. That's the play I'd play, too. I'm like, uh, right. let's, let's pick ASU here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit the Scots D's at night. <laughs> play some golf during the day. And then we'll catch your games. Yeah. And I'm keeping an eye on you so you don't screw up. Yeah. So <clears throat> he, he came out kind of towards the end. They put in uh, Kellen Mond. Yeah. 
And they were like, um, do you want to see him again, you know, maybe this week? And to Zimmer, and he's like, no. And they're like, how come? He's like, I see him every week in practice. <laughs> he goes, coach, thanks for the pat on the back there. You really helped my confidence. Yeah. So, yeah, case in point, that guy knows that he does not have a roster position guaranteed. Mm-mm. But, yeah, I mean, Kirk, listen, if it was other guys on other teams, um, you know, I'd, I'd feel like, okay, they're going to pack it in. No way Kirk is packing it in. And at home, minus three, oh, Jiminy Christmas. That is one of our best bets this week so far, folks. Hey, fellas and ladies, this episode of Bolt Brady and His Bro is brought to you by your favorite producers of Ball Trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming and leaving 2021 with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with the Ultra Premium Body Wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code BOLT, B-O-L-T, for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. My brother and I have, and we've turned our friends on to him too. Promise you, you'll like it as well. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Let's get back to the show. Yep. So Minnesota, one of our best bets this week. And then... uh 409. I didn't have a 409 this week, but I do have a backdoor Billy. And uh, I started to think, I'm like, hmm, backdoor. How do I explain that to some people might might not know what that is in gambling? And so I go, oh, let me just go on Google here. And Google says that a backdoor is when an underdog is trailing by more points than the spread score. No, wait. Excuse me. When an underdog is trailing by more than the point spread and scores meaningless points late in the game to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. So basically, the game just flips on its head. And you're like, what the F just happened there? And did you see the backdoor in the big Atlanta Buffalo Bills game? Holy cow. Glad I wasn't in on this one. You must not have been in either because you didn't know about her. Mm. So the spread was Buffalo minus 14 up, up in Buffalo. And um, the weather was so shitty. And so Atlanta, they got to, they were up 2-0. They got a safety. And the next thing you know, they're down 14-2. to And you're like, God, this is ball game. But Atlanta stayed in it. They kept trying. And next thing you know, there's about three minutes left in the ball game. And Atlanta is on Buffalo's 10-yard line. They're about to score. And Matt Ryan goes back, can't find anyone, even though he doesn't have very much speed. Starts running for the goal line, dives in, okay, gets in, and there's a DB right there, and Matt Ryan spikes it and starts talking shit to him. And so, anyway, they throw the flag. Next thing you know, okay, so he gets the taunting pillie. Normally not a big deal, but they said that he wasn't fully in the end zone when he slid, so he was actually on the one-inch line. Mm. So, therefore, that penalty takes him back to the 15. Ouch. So it's 4th and 15. They don't get the touchdown. Don't cover. <laughs> no, I did see on um, Red Zone. incredible. That's the back door. That is a backdoor Billy right there for you. And those aren't fun to lose. Those are incredible. Can you imagine if you had Atlanta Falcons? You might throw the TV out the window right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you the for the backdoor college, I, um, I had the Michigan State. The oh, yes. pit bowl game. Right. 
And shout out to my uh, my new neighbor, Adam. He's a Michigan State alum, so I was watching it with him. <laughs> and he's a new time listener. Nice. Um, so we were there, and the line was minus three Michigan State. And they just couldn't get it together the whole game. And then um, Craig Ironhead's son, Hayward. Yeah. His his other son's the D lineman on the Steelers. Right. So the the other son is a, a tight end, kind of fullbacky guy from Michigan State. He kinda of had some huge catches. Nice. And they end up punching her in. They're like, all right, they're gonna go for two at least to cover the three. And I had to get going mm-hmm. to dinner and I'm walking down to my pad and he opens his front door. My neighbor's like, We scored and it was just just the back door pick six. <laughs> Pick six to end the game. And they won by ten. So cause some people got it at three and a half. Right. So Wow. Yeah, those uh I mean when you're on the winning side, they sure are fun. But when you're on the losing side, uh the feeling in the stomach is like, come on. Yep. Well listen, uh do you have any games that you're looking at that you like? Uh, well that's where I'm I'm a little torn on, you know, who needs them and, and where the games are being played here, but um Tennessee still needs to cling to this, and they're going to Houston. Yep. But it's a big line. Ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably take Tennessee here. Mm. Okay. Yeah, can't agree with you on that one. I'm not saying take the Texans. <laughs> oh, and then the one that's interesting is is the play if you're in, win if you're in is is my uh, my two squads. I typically like the Chargers and the Raids. Yep. I'm going to take my Chargers here. Oh, wow. You're, you're dumping on your raids. No. I mean, I like the Chargers, too. But it's it's minus three Chargers. And I, I think the Raiders just used what they had in the bag there to, to get past the Colts. Hmm. Don't know if you want to mess with the raids, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do on that game instead. Is uh, I almost forgot, but uh, our boy Shep reminded me. Don't Hey, he said your teasers have been hitting. Don't forget to put a teaser in this week. So, uh Shep, here you go, bud. We'll continue and try to keep the winners coming for you. Uh, Let's tease the raids up to the nine. Okay, hello. That sounds a little bit better there. (laughs) And then uh, big Kansas City. Okay, they travel into Denver this week, and the line is 10, and we're playing big lock. And remember, Mm -hmm. he's anything but the lock. Mm -hmm. Let's bump that line down to four. Patty and the crew, they're going to be slightly pissed off going into D-Town, and they just need to win by five. So the teaser for the week is the Raiders plus nine, KC, or minus four KC. Um, The KC game, um, they crapped down their leg for the first seed in the AFC there. Yeah. um, Because Tennessee's got the tiebreaker with them because they beat them earlier in the season. But, you know, they're still going to play because who knows, you know, Tennessee could lose. Um, plus, I think they're going to be pissed off. So I like that teaser a lot. Yeah, I'm just looking at some other ones here. The um, Seahawks are going down to Arizona. Arizona still is going to need it, It's but it's minus six and a half. And do you really want to go against Russ Wills on his last game of the season and possibly last game for the Seahawks? I don't think that's a very good idea. Um, here's another one for you. So, a game that matters. Niners versus the Rams. Alrighty. Um, back in week 10, we th- this game was being played. And uh, the Niners were getting four points at home. And we suggested to our, to our listeners to take that. And not only did they cover the four points, they boat raced them 31 to 10. And we've mentioned in the past that this game has been dominated by Shanahan. Um 
and he knows how to win ball games against McVeigh. So the last nine games, there, or I'm sorry, the last twelve games, the Rams are three and nine against the spread, and one and six straight up against the nine. So they have problems, but, 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 but. Right now, it says the quarterback is undecided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, if this is big Trey area, okay, you got to be shitting me. I'm flip-flopping on this, and we'll take the Rams. Yeah. It's not happening. So, um, right now, you know, the nines are plus five. Is that what you have over there? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to tune in to Twitter, and uh, I'll give you more of an update on that one, because, like, if it's Trey area... Um, I need to see what that line is, and we might fire against that guy. Yeah, I was about to take the Texans against him, and it was like uh, 13 and a half, 12 and a half. Right. And I just didn't at the end, just a little bit of uncertainty. And they, they Texans were in it the whole time till the very end. I think Debo broke loose and covered. Right, and they kicked like a garbage field goal, too, mm-hmm. to cover it. Yeah, listen, I watched the game. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he did anything, like, terribly wrong, but it was nothing like, let's just put it this way, it's not playoff football that he was playing. It's not Big Aaron Don coming up the gut. <laughs> or Big Jalen Ramsey playing a little bump and run on the outside. Um, he lost it on uh, his other corner there, rap. He kind of slapped him in the helmet. Yeah, I saw that. That shit's been going on a lot. But you know what? That happens. I mean, it's a physical game. There's a shitload of emotion in it. Um, it happens. I mean, I'm sure they're still boys after the game. Um, so anyway, we like the nines right now. Um, not necessarily a best bet. Follow me on Twitter. Or um, you could shoot me an email, too. People have been shooting emails asking questions about the lines. Feel free to do that this week as well. And then uh, the last best bet I have for you here. Woo! Lever, 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 lever here. New Orleans, you guys are bueno. Um, (laughs) As we said, big taste in hell. Love you, bud. Just can't move the ball. These guys are averaging a whopping a whopping 10 points a game the last three games in a row. It's a tough watch, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. I try to watch them, and it is good looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, their Saints defense is legit. But anyway, um, these guys played each other earlier in the year, Atlanta and New Orleans, and um, Atlanta actually beat them on the road, not only covered, but won the game straight up. It's when my boy Cordell Patterson had the six catches for 126. Yep. And uh, big Matt Rye went through for over 343 yards. Well, now they're at home, and they're catching four and a half, okay? And the narrative is going to be, oh, hey, the Saints need this game to make the playoffs. That's fine, okay? Um, If you need the last game of the season to make the playoffs, you're not that good of a team. We'll take the Falcons plus the four and a half. Yeah, and that's when those guys get juiced to play spoiler, too. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you want to talk about guys that are still playing for their jobs. I mean, Atlanta's not, you know, checking out. I'll promise you that. And Mm -hmm. my boy Cordero, watch what he does, ladies and gentlemen. He'll probably go off again. (laughs) All right, I like it. Why don't you uh, go ahead and recap the the best bets for the week? Yep, recap the best bets here. So we got the teaser with Vegas and Kansas City. Then we've got the Vikings. Holy cow. Remember, if the three guys are in, Kirk, Jefferson, and either one of the running backs, it's one of the best plays of the year, minus three. Then we have the Niners 
Right now, plus five, but if Trey Area's playing, we might flip-flop that. Definitely not taking him, but tune in for me, and I'll let you know if we're going against him. And then the last play I just mentioned, Atlanta plus four and a half. Let's rock and roll Matt Ryan. Woo-hoo. All right. Yep, don't forget um, Instagram and Twitter for the update, especially this week, because it will have some information coming out closer to the games. It's at Bolt Brady Picks on both of those. And write the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'll pick a winner each week for a hat. That'll do it for this week. See ya.